Cotter, do you have identify or anything? I am a paladin. I do not. Okay. If only remember. we had our cleric. Yeah. Well, clerics don't have identify either. As, as, as we have gone over or and over detect. again. Or detect. Nope. I have, I have yeah. nothing. Okay. But as, um, as we've gone over and over, wizards, bards. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Artificers. Um. Well, you are a rogue now. Yeah, that's, yeah. Steely McSteel yeah. Steel. I gotta look at the loot. feel like he's probably not in a place right now mentally to explain what just happened. Well, many have tried to take the glaive. Let's leave it at that. Chapter 284, The Glaive of Doi. Okay. So in the last episode, you all had successfully gone and completed the entire saga of the life of Doi. And uh, Drew, actually, what, uh, what uh, challenges did you experience in that particular scenario? Uh, being less than level one was challenging. And then later in the fight, when I was an older Doi, with his weapon, trying to figure out what the weapon did. Yeah, so you guys got to be commoners and then soldiers, and then you were the soldier in charge, and you had to master the use of the uh, glaive or the powers that uh, Nuada had vested in you. And uh, how, how did those three fights go? Poorly, except for the very last one. Yeah. Um, it really showed uh, um, the frailty of uh being a soldier yep without yep. you know just uh just another man at arms on the line and you're pretty yeah. much just cannon fodder for what's going on um, and then you finally mastered the skills that nuada had for you and that pretty much turned the entire tide didn't it it um it gave me more uh, maneuverability around the field for keeping the teammates up yeah, or in the fact, just keeping the teammates up. The ones that got knocked yeah. down, you're able to bring up the next round, um, yeah. just as it happened to Doi. And what did everybody else think? Well, it was less than awesome as a simple commoner. It was a little more awesome as a, a, a soldier that could get healed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, that kind of kind of worked its way around there. But yeah. none as awesome mm-hmm. as being the mighty heroes that we are now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it so, makes you really appreciate being level that we are yeah <laughs> so yeah so you are back to to being you um you're back in the cave the the same one that you were in before uh where apparently all of this has just been happening in in some magical dimension and alarmingly you are there minus one of your members Craval is nowhere to be found and even more alarmingly over in the corner on the side there is a skeletal body lying down face up against the wall i'm gonna go check it out Mm. and see is it dragonborn yeah i'm gonna go with him okay um you going over there as well uh there cotter uh yes okay and um yes so uh you approach that and as you get closer you realize that it's dressed in the tatters of ancient leather armor um 
and the armor itself is in fairly decent condition however you know with the amount of dust and you know it's been maybe nibbled on by creatures it, it just you know it looks like it's beginning to fall apart and taking a look at it you roll the body over when it comes upright um, or lying flat on his back, the skull that you're looking appears to be human or maybe half elven, but it is definitely not a dragonborn. And certainly not the dragonborn that Kraval has become now. That's more of a half dragon. Well, I'm relieved, but then we still have our friend who is missing. Is it, is, sorry, is it just a skeleton or is there like stuff on it like does it well it appeared to be like a fully clothed adventurer at some okay, point okay um and you know you you as you rolled over you realize that uh in his hand underneath its body um it was clutching a, a dagger um and it's a little worse for wear now it's tarnished and rusted um but you know as as you roll it over it kind of slides out of its bony fingers and clatters to the ground hmm. um but uh, yeah it's it's wearing boots and armor it's wearing um you know a, a cloak that has the cloak itself has just been nibbled to bits there's there's essentially nothing left um there is a pouch on its waist and sitting around its neck uh, dangling on a ribbon that's just barely hanging on appears to be a symbol of Nawada interesting hey paladin can you tell cause of death? You could give us a medicine check if you wanted to. I do pretty well in medicine. I, I mean, I guess good. I do too, but I figured... I got like plus six. person with healing stuff might know. Like as as we that... pointed out, he's kind of more uh, on the line of, of giving death than okay. determining death. Uh, then could maybe well, us... Yeah. I rolled an 18. I, I, have, I have a pretty solid medicine too. Oh, well, not this time. <laughs> I plus six. <laughs> I have a plus seven, I think, to medicine. So she goes, I was not confident. He's dead. He's definitely dead. She's like, yeah, I'm a monk. I'm not a surgeon. I only deal with living medicine. So 18 for me. (laughs) Anything from anybody else? Uh, I rolled a nap one. Yeah, I'm so glad. You you managed to kill it again. We so, both were just staring at it like, hmm. So, so basically, um, yeah, um, Sorzak, you, you kind of bend down to examine the body, and then you notice that basically Cotter and Adri um, kind of lean in at the same time and just bonk each other right in the head. <laughs> I mean, it's nice. just temple to temple. And, and they're gotta, staring at yeah, the two, foot while I'm pointing yeah. to the arrow stuck in the skull here. <laughs> and, uh, and actually, with 18, um, you do notice as you're going along um, – this one died of um, trauma. Um, you you notice that you know here's a, a bone in the arm that's been cleaved. Um, here there's a missing finger. You know there's a, a slice in the top of the skull as if from a blade that uh, penetrated. Um, so yeah, this one looks like he he died at some point in a uh, in a battle of some sort. Well, he got really smashed. This was like three people attacked him. Anyway, so yeah, he's just lying there. He's um, uh, just got uh, the pouch lying on his side. Um, doesn't even look like he has the moldy remains of a backpack or anything. Like he came in with just just this. And actually, everybody roll for me a quick perception roll. I was going to check the bag, too. 27. Um, 15. 
Ten. Also a twenty-seven. Ten. Dang, we're like 20. matching rolls today. I'm okay. too busy looking at cause of death. Okay, so yeah, so Sorzak, yeah, you're 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 kind of involved with the body, but it, then it's it's kind of one of those comical moments. Yeah. So we bonk heads so, and we both like just have galaxy brain awareness of well, everything. You, you kind of bonk heads and you you recoil from that, and you know the two of you are just kind of like, <laughs> standing up like yeah. that. So just standing up, and um, you end up both looking, and you realize that not three or four feet away um as we said this guy's missing a finger there is a disjointed finger bone or set of bones um lying completely up against the wall like you know his finger was severed and flew over there Uh. and on it is a ring Ooh, i want to go shadow step over and pick it up okay and the ring has shown no deterioration or tarnish even though it's been here for unknown centuries is it what's it made out of it appears to be some sort of silverish metal okay hmm um well i'll pick up the whole finger like i'm not gonna like take mm-hmm. the ring and touch it like i just i don't want to touch the ring i just want to pick up the finger and actually and roll, roll for me a uh, quick acrobatics check or straight up dexterity i believe acrobatics is better for you uh straight up dexterity then that would be well 21 otherwise um 17 okay so yeah you, you pick it up and um it just kind of the finger bones just fall apart there's Ooh. nothing holding them together um and um you've just got the one individual you know top knuckle fil- oh, like phalange the, the or whatever part, it is like yeah close to the hand the tarsals metal tarsals the so this is section a, yeah so it's a tarsal and you just got that the one finger bone with the the ring around it sitting in your hand there okay interesting um, do I have probably like a piece of string or something mm-hmm. oh, in yeah, my, no doubt. On my stuff? No doubt. Um, well, I'll just take off like a piece of cording from my pouch or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'll just, I want to string the ring through it okay, somehow. And, and as you do that, the, the finger bone just kind of falls out. Yeah. And you've got, you've got the, the ring the ring on a string. Okay, cool. Well, I will, I'll just hold that and then I'll, I'll come back over and sort of hold it up to you two. And it's, it's a very fine looking ring um and um is it plain does it have like a symbol on it or is it like it actually seems to have runes around the outside just barely etched into the surface Hmm. you have to actually kind of hold it up at an angle to the light to kind of get the the light ricocheting off at a tangent you know just looking straight on you don't really even notice it okay cotter do you have identify or anything i am a paladin i do not okay if only we had our cleric yeah well, clerics don't have identify either, as 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 we have gone over it's and over detect. again. Or detect. Arlen is Arlen no, here. I have I have yeah. nothing. Okay. But as um, as we've gone over and over, wizards, bards. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Artificers. I'm sorry. Um, Which okay. is why you constantly have to be asking yeah. Galchabar to identify. Well, this you. is an interesting item that I will tie onto my belt or something and just sounds good. Hold. You could just tie it around your neck and carry it into Mordor. Yeah, I could, but I'm going to tie it around my okay. belt. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden you just feel a presence behind you i'll look behind me and there is creval standing there and he seems not changed but at the same time different is he more more humanoid no again uh, same as before but this time he's you know just seems to have an aura about him and he in his hand he's carrying a new glaive different than the one he had before this one is has a shaft of white wood and nuada's 
holy symbol ornately engraved in the top and it glows ever so slightly in the dark. But Drew, let's cut away and talk about what happened to Creval. The successful scenario has just come to its conclusion and all of a sudden Creval, you find yourself not on the battlefield, not in the cave, but in an entire encampment full of soldiers. And soldiers, as they come by, are actually saluting you as they pass by you. Am I still human or am I back to being draconic? You appear to be doi at this point still. Okay. Uh, return the salute or just give a, a head nod of acknowledgement. And um, there seems to be like maybe a big central tent in the middle of the camp. Uh, presumably that's where the headquarters is or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. I'll head that way. Um, after observing how Cotter's lowlander forces worked, I'll, I would know that that's the place I'd want to go. Yeah. If I'm indeed doy. Yes, and so you uh, progress forward, and, and once again, you're kind of wending your way through, and there is almost a jubilant nature to the folks in the camp. Um, to, for some, it's tinged with a little bit of sadness, as perhaps, um, you know, they've lost companions or, you know, uh, members of their squad or their party. Uh, but at the same time, there's also kind of an um, overly jubilant nature to it. Uh, there's a bounce in people's steps. Uh, there's smiles on faces more than there are frowns. In the far distance, you can kind of hear some musical instruments being struck up in a, kind of a jaunty jig. And, uh, you know, just overall, there's just a very um, optimistic feel. Um, and you realize this must be just in the wake of the great battle where Doi was once again triumphant. Mm. And you walk to the middle of the camp and you walk into the middle of that big tent and it's, it is a big meeting tent um, anyway there's a meeting table down the middle and large you know ch folding chairs of the old style um, you know around it and it's you know clearly the campaign headquarters but you take one step in there and there are a ream of people, you know, assumably high-ranking NCOs and officers, you take one step into that tent and all of a sudden, boom, everything just goes away and you are back in the cave. Except you're completely alone with the exception of one other person. And it's a human, a human whose visage you've become very used to seeing on your own face you're looking at doy and he is standing there and in his right hand he is holding a glaive a glaive made of white wood and has nuwada's holy symbol ornately etched into the blade and he says approach pilgrim Kind of cock my head, but walk forward with confidence. And he 
basically stands straighter as you come forward. And he said, many, many years ago, I left the kingdom, a kingdom which had fallen upon wicked ways, upon which I could no longer be part of. I asked Nuwada to provide for me a home, a residence where I could live, where only followers of his word could come and seek me. And Nuwada said he would do this in exchange for one price. That I would have to sit resident here until one came to carry the torch that I myself had carried for many years. And he kind of holds the, the glaive forward a little bit and says, one would come to claim this, this symbol of Nawada that I championed. However, Nawada said that only those that carried his mark would be able to make through to this. And only the most worthy would be able to take it. Many pilgrims have come to seek my aid, to seek my advice, and even my help. And I've helped them as I could. But only those that actually bore the mark of Nawada could go through the trials that you have and survive to the other side. The fact that you have made it this far indicates to me that you are in fact blessed by Nawada. But many have come to seek me, but none yet have taken this mark. Are you such a servant of Nawada that you may take this mark from me? I am. Although I would hope that I could be given it as a shown of uh, my achievements, if I have to take it from you, I can't imagine it will go pleasantly for either one of us. A servant of Nuwada should expect nothing less. But here, and he plants it right basically straight in front of him, um, equidistant between you and him, holding it out at arm's length. If you are truly the blessed of Nuwada, take this from me. I'll look at him again curiously, and I'll take out my own glaive and set it into the ground. And I said, I haven't earned it yet. We shall see. If you can take this from me, then Nuwada has determined that you have earned it. If not, well, many have tried to take the glaive. Let's leave it at that. And once again, he just holds it out in front of him, stock still between you and him. I suppose the simplest way is the easiest. I'll just reach out and put my hand above his on the glaive. And it's very interesting what happens. Because you wrap your fingers around the glaive and you can feel the wood of the handle. You can feel the heft and the weight of the weapon itself. But as you do that, you notice that Doi's fingers slip right through it as if he's not there. 
And he kind of looks down at his hand and he drops it down to his side. And you notice that you can just kind of see the back wall of the cave through him. Uh-huh. And he's kind of smiles, kind of a half smile. And he says, clearly, you are blessed by Nawada, for you have taken the glaive. Bear it well. And do good works in his name. Defend the weak. Destroy the strong. Lead the armies. And as he's saying that, his form becomes more and more incorporeal. And his voice gets farther and farther away until the very last couple of words are just a whisper. And you can barely see his outline. And you find yourself holding the glaive. And all of a sudden you realize you can hear your friend's voices right behind you. They weren't there a minute ago, but they're there now. And you see them all over there sort of bending over a skeletal body that's over in the corner. And they seem to have uh, examined the body and, and taken stuff from it. I will look at them and just say, take nothing from here and do not disturb his rest. Well, little too late. Apologies. And are you going to examine the body at all? Yeah, I'll walk up. I have a feeling I know who it is, but I'll, I'll see if, if I'm right. And you actually realize this is someone dressed in leather armor. And while they do have a holy symbol of Nawada around their neck, um, it's like completely unscratched. It's barely new, as if like they had purchased it the day before they arrived. And um, it's, like I said, skeletal. It's been here for hundreds, maybe even a thousand years. And you kind of actually roll for me either straight up wisdom or an insight check. Just a straight, a wisdom. Or insight. Or, uh, it, well, that'd be the same either. Well, I don't think I have insight, so that would be a 19. Okay. Well, 19 gets you a lot, and you kind of realize that this, you get the feeling that this was a charlatan that had posed as a member of Nuwada's flock and probably didn't survive the trials that you just went through. Because obviously, if you know this had been just some, some uh, rogue that was trying to sneak in and maybe make off with uh, the glaive, that they would not have made it through the part where they have to heal their foes, and probably he was slain at that point. Mm-hmm. On second thought, I'll pull off this. this it's an actual symbol of Nawada, though, right? Yeah. I'll pull that symbol off of them, um, off the remains. Um, if everybody has what they have, I'm just going to slam my foot through its bony chest into the wall and just say, fools are not suffered by Nawada nor I. I feel like he's probably not in a place right now mentally to explain what just happened. You should just toss the ring back in. I'm going to take the ring with us. It seems cool. 
He said, don't take anything from the body. He seems to have changed his mind because he also said, you know, don't disturb his body. And then he stomped it. Yeah. So I, I think we have... I think the ring is fine because he also took the symbol. I'm going to take this ring because it seems cool. Bilbo thought the ring was fine, too. Yeah. We'll have to see about getting those identified. Who's Bilbo? Uh, You missed that lesson in the monastery. (laughs) Some halfling who found a powerful ring. Ah, There's a lesson. She she never did go to movie night. Yeah. Yeah, those night. are on those Play are on night. Fridays and I was too busy training or whatever. Yeah. So did anyway, take um, that? also um there is the pouch there that the you pouch? haven't touched either. I don't know. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to look at the pouch. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. Okay. Cool well you are a rogue now. My yeah, pouch. that's yeah. Steely McSteel yeah. steel. I gotta look at the loot. Yeah. Okay, so you We follow, don't have a bard. You follow Craval out of the uh out of the cave and um are you gonna take a look at the, the contents of the pouch? Yes. It has 13 largish gems in it. Ooh. Leave the gems. Um, hmm. Leave the nine. gems. What? I mean, what do they look like? Do they just look like gems? There's four diamonds, two emeralds, two rubies, three sapphires, two moonstones, each of them worth probably a thousand gold pieces. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's take a shiny rock. That's a 13,000 gold piece gems. Yes. 13, 1,000 gold piece cow. gems. And those diamonds okay. are used for like revifying well, yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'll, I will. Um, you better cleric. let me hold those on. Hold no, the rest of the you. gems are just going to be in the party bank account, which is me now. It's, it's not. I don't actually know who usually holds the stuff. Usually Craval holds everything. Yeah, so I'll, me. I'll take the ring, but I'll eventually, I want to give the bag to Craval because when he's I mean, less. When he's Weird. less, when he's yeah. in a better headspace. Speaking of which, Craval, you now have the glaive in your hand, and why don't you tell us about the glaive of Doy? Uh, okay. The glaive of Doy, a legendary item that is requires attunement by a blarred cleric or druid. Lucky me. This glaive appears as a finely crafted weapon made of white wood with the holy symbol of Nawada etched into the blade. This weapon glows with a dim silver light that shifts dim light for five feet. This property can be turned off on command. The glaive can be wielded as a magic weapon that grants plus three to attack and damage rolls. When you hit with a melee attack using it, you can expend up to three of its charges. For each charge you expend, the target will take an extra D6 force damage. This glaive holds 15 charges. While holding it, you can use and action to expend one or more of its charges to cast one of the following spells. Cure wounds, one charge per level. Heal, five charges. Healing word, one charge per level cast. Lesser restoration, mass cure wounds, five charges. Uh, Lesser restoration is two charges. Mass healing word, five charges. Raise dead, 10 charges. And restoration, four charges. And resurrection, 15 charges. The staff will regain 1d6 plus 4 charges at dawn and 1 charge after each mm. short rest. If you expend the last charge, roll a d20. On a 20, the staff regains 1d4 plus 4 charges immediately. Nice. I'm, a, I'm familiar with all those spells except restoration. Well, you have to look it up now. I'm going to. I'm definitely curious. Uh, I have a question for resurrection. Does this mean I do not need the diamond count for you, that particular item? You would still need the material components <laughs> for it. 
Oh, you take away everything fun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, you lead the party back out, and you all walk down to the beach together, and you find yourself looking out at the sun beginning to set over the ocean since obviously you can't even see the continent from here and then tomorrow you'll have to decide what is your next step and that's where we're going to stop today Dungeon Master's Notes. Okay, so it looks like the party survived the challenge of Doi and actually have acquired the glaive for Kraval. Uh, things got a little weird towards the end there, but it sounds like he's going in the right direction. So yeah, now um, Arlen has the staff and Kraval has the glaive. Um, they're still not home, so we'll have to see what the party wants to do next, because the Storm King did ask the party to return to him and give a report. We'll see if they go straight back, or if they go and just uh, head back home again, we'll just see. And what's going to happen next? We'll just have to wait for the next episode to find out. Until then, rate us and subscribe wherever you get your podcast, so you don't miss an episode. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com with questions or comments. Follow us at Relic of the Past or Relic of the Past Podcast on your social media feeds. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.